Welcome to the Nole Family Podcast, dedicated to Novak Djokovic, tennis star, philanthropist, and all-around good guy, and also to the Nole family, the folks out on Twitter and social media worldwide who support Novak and uh, encourage him on to greater heights on and off the court. And certainly, these are great times. We come to you on a Saturday following Novak's impressive victory over Kaden Ishikori in the semifinals of the U.S. Open, 6-3, 6-4, 6-2, Novak a winner. And these are great times for Novak, great time for the Nole family, too. You all should be certainly... Uh, Certainly applauded. You helped support Novak through some very tough times over the last couple of years. And to see him playing at this level, the level that we knew he could, uh, is certainly gratifying for us and certainly a great time to be a fan. Going back to yesterday's match, it was an impressive performance, certainly his best of the, of the tournament. Weather was not really a factor. The temperature was in the low 70s. Still had a little bit of humidity, but the temperature was pretty mild for Novak. And I think what this showed you was how much of weather was an impact in previous matches for Novak. At this point, I'm not sure there's anything could stop Novak from a championship other than a bad weather day, and it doesn't look like we're going to have that on Sunday. Sunday, it appears, is going to be chance of rain, so it looks like they're going to close Close the roof for the stadium so you'll have the air condition turned on. So weather shouldn't be a, a, an issue. It should just be the tennis players, Del Potro and, and Djokovic. So I think he really had a true assessment of where Novak is in his game, and it certainly was impressive. His first serve was outstanding. He was 64% of his first serves in, which is a pretty good number. More impressive than that, though, he won 80% of his first serves that were in. So he won 40 out of the 50 points where he hit the ball in first serve. He won 80% of those points. And even on his second serve, he was at 71%. Uh, Novak, Kay Nishikori really didn't get to have a chance to, to threaten Novak. He was 0 of 2 uh, on break points. Uh, in the second set, it looked like he played a better set, um, but he really wasn't really able to pressure Novak, to put any pressure on him in, in sense of, you know, give some kind of indication that Kay was really a threat to win this match. Novak was really in control all the way through. And Novak just looked, again, because of the fact that the weather wasn't an issue, he looked so fluid in his movement on the court. That was what really impressed me. He was hitting his spots. His precision was there. He was moving Kei Nishikori around on the big points. And, again, I think it was as, as, as close to we've seen him in 2015 and early 2016. If he's not at that level, he certainly is very close. I think the, the one thing you can say about this match in terms of Kay's performance is the, the greatest compliment you can pay to Novak is Kay Nishikori actually played a very, a very good match. I think he was very sharp. You know, there was some speculation that maybe he didn't have the, quite the energy after the most after the difficult matches he played against Chilich and others. But, uh, but Novak had some difficult matches previously too. I think that would be a disservice to, to Novak to say Kay wasn't at his best. I think he played very well. I think he was, uh, you look at his net points, he was 17 of 22 coming to the net and probably came to the net a lot more than he might have in an ordinary match because he knew he had to do some things to try to upset Novak's game, but in the end, it wasn't enough. And one thing that was interesting during the broadcast, I kept hearing the, you know, the broadcasters say, you know, he should see this stat, he should know that he needs to keep coming to the net. And, you know, if it were only that easy, everybody would do that against Novak, right? But it's it's not as simple as saying, I'm just going to come to the net every time. We know that Novak does such a great job of keeping you pinned to the baseline, and it's not that easy just to run to the net. I mean, if you don't have a, a, a an admirable position when you come to the net or a great approach shot, Novak's just going to run those passing shots right by you anyway. So it's it's really a matter of you know, hitting enough good shots and, and positioning yourself where you can get to the net. And you, you can't do that often enough against Novak because he keeps such great depth on his shots. And that was certainly the case in this match. Uh, unforced errors, 51 for Nishikori, 29 for Novak. So a big advantage there, as you would suspect. 
And, and once more, it's really a matter of a guy who can really force you into a lot of unforced errors because he puts so much pressure on you and gives you such limited windows to hit good shots. It really keeps the pressure up throughout the match. And in total points, the numbers were 104 to 75 for Novak. So Novak really had a, a substantial advantage in, in terms of that, that, uh, that stat. And that, that's for a match of three sets against a, a high-quality opponent. That's certainly, you know, 20, a 30 or so uh, point advantage there was very impressive. And Novak had played his highest level um, in, in terms of this tournament for sure, I think. You can look back at some of the previous matches. He played a good one against Richard Gasquet. But I think in terms of the overall quality of the match that he played, hitting his spots and against the quality of opponent he played, I think this was certainly impressive. Um, he moves on to play... Of course, Juan Martin Del Procho, who was a winner over Rafael Nadal. Nadal had a very demanding match against Dominic Team uh, coming into this, and and uh, you have to certainly think that may have taken a toll on him. No, Del, Nadal has certainly had some issues with knee injuries, but um, some tendonitis that he just has to kind of play through that pain. But he tweaked it a little bit, he said, in this match, and he felt like it was a little bit more than the ordinary pain that he was feeling. And I think once he got past the first set, he lost the first set in a tiebreak, 7-6. It was a little bit sloppy. You could see the tension, but it was tennis played at a very high level. But um, And it, the tension was pretty high. Both guys were broken twice in the first set, so it did go to a tiebreaker. But Delbo wins that tiebreaker, and you could see that kind of deflated Nadal. And again, because of the injuries he was fighting through, he wasn't really able to perform from that point um, at a level that he had hoped to. So, But Juan Martin has fought himself back from some a lot of injuries, so there's no... No taking away from what Juan Martin has accomplished to get to this point. Um, a, a very impressive tournament. He's playing very well. His, his forehand is outstanding as always. He's serving well. The backhand that used to be somewhat of a liability in the past is much better. Um, and so I, I think it's, uh, it's incumbent upon Novak to play at a high, very high level, but I think he has all the tools, and he's playing at a level where he should beat Juan Martin. Now, if you look at these two guys head-to-head, um, it's a, a decided advantage for Novak. He is 14 and four all time against against Del Potro. The last win for Delpo was at the 2016 Olympics. He won in straight sets, seven six seven six. And I have to say, it's it was one of the more emotional moments I've seen uh, Novak on the court in his career. I think there were the two most emotional moments I've seen from Novak on a court in terms of you know difficult losses. I think were the 2015 loss at the French Open to to uh, Stan Wawrinka when he was trying to get his first uh, French Open ever and complete that career slam, which would come later in 2016. But I think uh, that was certainly a, a blow to Novak. And I think the Olympic loss as well. You know, Juan Martin was not ranked very high because he was fighting back from that injury. But it was certainly a tough draw for Novak to get him in the first, in the opening round of the Olympics to have to play a, an opponent the quality of Juan Martin Del Potro. And it was a tough loss, 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. And Novak was very... Very emotional coming off the court there after that straight set loss to Delpo in the Olympics for a couple of reasons. I think, number one, you know, Novak really likes um, using tennis as a platform to really make his country shine. And, the, you know, and that's uh, important to him. And I think he, he really cherishes those moments to, on a grand stage where he can, he can really show support for his country, like in the Olympics. And he's lost to, to Juan Martin twice in the Olympics and once in Davis Cup. So those were tough losses. But that 2016 in particular... And, and another reason I think that, that loss was very emotional for Novak is I think, obviously, he wants to be able to check off as many boxes in terms of career accomplishments so he can, you know, improve his standing in terms of that greatest of all time discussion. 
And he knows that it's going to be difficult to get to those 20 Grand Slams that Roger has. But he does have some things that Roger hasn't had. He has all nine Masters championships. He has held all uh, Grand Slam titles at once. Those are things that, that Roger can't say and things that uh, Nadal can't say. So I think no, Novak would like to get that that Golden Slam and that uh, Olympic title to the mix as well. And that was, a, that was one great chance he thought he had to do that in 2016, and Delpo took that away from him. Now, I remember distinctly in that match, Novak tried to stay away from the forehand and worked the, the backhand of Delpo, but when he did go to the forehand, that night Delpo's forehand was just off the, off the charts. The power in that forehand, he was hitting his spots, and so it was a very difficult match. I think the key to this match is really going to be when you go to the forehand, you need to have Juan Martin at a bit of a disadvantage. I don't think he can go to that, that forehand where he can have a chance to get set and really really unload on the forehand. I think you have to move him around a little bit and make sure that he's not, he doesn't have his feet set when he goes to that side. And I think also another key, you're going to have to move this guy around the court back and forth, make him run a lot. Uh, you're going to have to make him lean down for those low shots. So I think you'll see Novak go to that, that low slice a lot in this, in this match. I think um, you know, he had, didn't have to use that quite as much to, against Nishikori. He was able to sit back at the, at the baseline and kind of bang with him, and, and he had the best of those, those points. But I think against Juan Martin, you're going to see the full array of shots. I think Novak's going to change it up a bit, change pace a lot. You don't want to just get into a slugging match with a big, strong guy with a powerful forehand. And so that will be important. And also, as Novak said, you know, the, the, the serve and the returner serve are going to be important for a big guy that serves well. Um, you want to make sure that you're, you're holding your serve so that you don't have to, you know, you, you don't have to uh, worry about breaking his serve as many times. Now, Novak has been impressive in terms of getting to the break points in this tournament for sure. Uh, against Nishikori, he, w- he had 17 break points, but we've seen in this and previous matches in this tournament, he's had a little bit of trouble in, in his percentage of breaks. He, it's taken him a lot of break points to finally get those breaks, but uh, we certainly think it, it, as much as anybody, his, his return of service has still been very good, so it's a little perplexing that the percentage of break point uh, conversion has been low, but uh, we certainly think he will do as well as anybody against, against Juan Mar teens uh, serve in terms of breaking that serve so uh, we like our guys chances it's going to be an exciting match again and time is going to be four o'clock eastern time uh, in the united states three o'clock central so you can align your clocks up with those numbers um, we think that uh, again the, the roof is going to be closed so the elements shouldn't be an issue uh, i'll certainly look forward i think novak has as good a chance as he's ever had to to win this U.S. Open. He is only 2-5 and five in this Open, so we want to see him improve that percentage, get to 3-5. and five. But impressive once again. I, th- I believe Novak, this makes it eight, I believe, consecutive semifinals wins in, in, in Grand Slam events. That's a very impressive number. And he's done a great job of getting to U.S. Open finals, though he doesn't have the win percentage we like to see. But I certainly believe he's going to walk off the court victorious on Sunday. A champion. This would be a second consecutive Grand Slam, of course, and uh, put, set him up for an, a phenomenal year end. And also 2019, he will hit the ground running. I think he's going to have a, a great chance to dominate in 2019 the way he's playing now. So, again, kudos to all you folks in the, in the Nole family. Love you guys for sharing all the information, the photos. The kudos, the support you guys give and bring to Novak, it's encouraging to see that. And it's also uh, wonderful to have a network of fans that, that are like-minded like me that, uh, that really support the champ and love what he does both on and off the court. So we'll talk to you again Sunday after the after championship match. Good luck to Novak and good luck to all the Nole family. We'll see you then.